and welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast, live with the new recording gear. Yeah, we're on the road. But uh, it's American Pale Males, <laughs> and I'm Jeremy. With me, as always, is... It's Michael. Yeah. I spoilers did a little bit, but but we're on the road. <laughs> it's weird. Yep. I mean, I mean you know. But, uh, Michael, how about you fill in the fine people about what's going on right now? Yes, so we are headed to an Oktoberfest that we were invited to. Thought we'd make it the final episode of October. Big celebration. Hopefully we'll get a few samples. Maybe we'll FDR or at least do quick ratings on a few beers. Sure, I mean, and especially I, I really want a little bit of redemption because this year's Oktoberfest has been kind of a... I, I don't want to say it's been a bust, but it's been not as exciting as it is in years past. It's, it's true, yeah. I, I was just going to say that. Uh, hopefully this will... Make up for it. The only thing I'm concerned about is that they spelled October with a C instead of the traditional K. But I'm sure nothing will come of that. It, it, it's. I'm sure there'll be Germans there. German beers. Well, maybe even German people. I don't you, know. You never know. Yeah. So we got, what, maybe... We're almost there. 10 more minutes, 15 more minutes. Um, Something like that. In the meantime, Jeremy, you did... Well, it's an annual tradition, I think, at this point, we can say. Yeah, it's been three in a row. To talk about on the show, Film Screen, your all-night horror film marathon that you attend at Film Scene, Indeed. the newly renovated Film Scene. Indeed. Give us kind of a recap of how the night went, uh, some of the films, some of your faves, any speakers. I, I'm i always interested to hear about this, so what do you got? So this year I, I got a photographer of the show and wife of the photographer of the show to come with me. And ah, yes. so first things first is that makes it supremely easier when there is someone with you to do this because you can talk in between, you can poke each other in the ribs, you can keep each other awake. Um, mm. This was the easiest one to get through so far, but granted I did take the day off of work and I took a giant nap in the middle of the day, so that almost certainly helped. Yeah. I feel like I stretched out the coffee a little bit more or at least timed it better than I did last year where in my poor stomach was decimated. From <laughs> oh, the, the, it was bad. Um, Do you have Cobra Verdes this year? I did not have any Verde this year, but a uh, photographer okay. of the show did win one. Oh, nice. He also won a Degeneration X DVD, which I'll probably <laughs> give to you at some point. Um, oh and it, it's an old one, too. Like, it's probably, well, okay, it's not worth anything. But in, right. it's it's almost certainly going to have sentimental value for you and Craisins of the show. Um <laughs> that's hilarious. I want a tiny little Dracula candle. Oh, that's kind of because cool. there was a vampire movie, which I'll get to. Um, okay. So before I start this off, Michael, I want to let you know that uh, there was some surprise speakers. Uh, photographer of the show actually set up a time lapse camera to take pictures, and he compiled of them, so you got to see us all kind of bumping around. But there was one part that he was not allowed to take photos of. Hmm. But. Uh, first movie was Scarecrow County, is a super hyper local Midwest horror horror question mark movie, mm. um, super local, super independent, low budget, and I mean like these movies don't come out in theaters. They play like ten screenings, and the people will take them around to midnight movie festivals like this, and then they'll hope to sell them to a distributor for like red box fodder. Oh yeah, hope to break even kind of deal. Kind of. It, the, that's not the point. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing because when you are constricted by money, you have to use your imagination more than you would in say like 
that new Terminator movie, which looks like absolute garbage, where they can just CG everything <laughs> they can think of without thinking right. of why. Uh, Scarecrow County is about a very small town in Indiana that had like the winning or the state champion basketball team, which is, as the director told us afterwards, is a thing in Indiana, as opposed mm-hmm. to not as much here. And the people from the team way back when start getting picked off by a scarecrow, which could have been cool, but the uh, the limitations prevented them from showing any of the slasher aspects of it. Um, mm-hmm. Out of respect for the director, I'm not going to give away the twist. Um, and okay. he seems like a nice guy, but it is probably my least favorite. Okay. The second one was called The Haunting Inside, which was an entry into like the so-called Ouija horror where there's an Ouija oh. board. And it unlocks a spirit? Kind of. That one was directed by the producer of the first one, and he is a bit of a character. He had a, a purple and orange jack-o'-lantern button-up shirt. He has a big twiddly mustache. His name is Enrique Couto. All right. And he was wearing candy corn pajama bottoms, I think. I think they're pajama bottoms. They may have been Zubas. This was about a, a woman who is manic, they don't really explain her mental state too much, but um, she gets the Ouija board and she starts seeing spirits. And it's it's sort of in the vein of the Babadook where you don't really know if she's just having a mental break or if it's really ghosts. It was interesting. I really liked it. Also super low budget. So the third one is the infamous Dracula 3D by Dario Argento. Does his name ring a bell, Michael? We talked about him on the show, right? He's the man who directed Suspiria back in the day, the original Suspiria. The original. Okay. I'm not sure if it was from you or from some other horror movie-related YouTubes that I follow, but I know that name totally rings a bell. Yeah. Okay. So for those who are unfamiliar, he made a he made a killing, no pun intended, in the Italian horror movement of the 70s. is wildly influential on the slasher genre and mystery mm-hmm. genres and stuff like that. So this is an old film. This is not an old film. Oh, he's still around. Yes. I didn't and, realize uh, that. And Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so I, I checked into this movie beforehand because I had not heard of it, but it's apparently infamous as basically a how-did-this-get-made level movie. Um, oh, okay. It's in 3D. <laughs> did, w- did you watch it in 3D? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> And uh, it's terribly acted, it's terribly written, it's terribly shot. Um, But it is insane. To the point where Dracula turns into a giant praying mantis and decapitates a person at one point. Okay. I'm I'm not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Not a bat, giant praying mantis. Um, The Rotten Tomatoes score on this was about 11%, which is generous. Okay. It's truly terrible and one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it was worth to see it in a uh, in a theater. Okay. Or at least with a group of people who a are starting. A group setting, to get, I was going to say. A yeah. group setting, especially that group setting, because, you know, it's that one started at midnight-ish. We'd just eaten pizza. People are getting their last beers of the night before they have to go dry at 2 a.m. because they can't sell beer between 2 and 6. Fourth movie was... In a, speaking of Italian horror movies, there's it's called The Beyond. It is the second in the so-called Gates of Hell trilogy from Lucio Fulci. Okay. He uh, 
He makes really gross zombie movies. And this was no exception? No. Uh, I don't know if they were technically zombies or just demons or what they were, but uh, truly disgusting. It was apparently the only the third showing of this movie in a theater since a new restoration came out. Apparently the guy who owns the rights is real tight about film preservation and he doesn't want subpar like prints going out there or doesn't want people just like playing the blu-ray on a big screen or something like that because he just doesn't want it that way Hmm. uh it was louder than all hell is grosser than all hell i loved it um but michael the surprise that i told you of was the fifth movie it was a secret it was a secret screening surprise for you too yes okay um does the name of the movie girl on the third floor ring a bell um, there is a reason why this may ring a bell for you. The movie comes out technically on Friday, which is why it was a surprise ooh, screening. Sneak peek? Um, it was a sneak peek. No, that name... It's a certain someone. You're not going to recognize the name of the director. I didn't even know who did it. Yeah. Any of the actors, except for the lead actor, you're not going to recognize. It's a man who has a lot to say about a lot of things. Okay. It was made and shot in Chicago. Okay. Uh, do you have any guesses on who the lead actor is? You you love this person, or at least did at one point. Uh, at one point? In Chicago. You might even say he's a Chicago man. Has uh, he always been an actor, or? He has not always. Well, he's kind of been an actor. Uh, Chicago made, perhaps? Oh, Charles Montgomery, maybe. CM Punk, the wrestler? The yes. former wrestler? Yes. He's in a movie? Oh, boy, is he in a movie. <laughs> and you know what? He's pretty good. Really? And you know what the other surprise was, Michael? What's that? You know how he said there was... He was there? Was... No, I was, I was trying to figure out <laughs> a little bit harder than I did. But uh, no, they actually tried to get him, but he was presenting the movie at the exact same time at a at the Chicago Film Festival, so it was a no-go. They apparently got him on the horn and got his blessing to show the movie early because the studio wanted to roll it out as they wanted to roll it out. I don't know why they're not doing more advanced screenings because it's pretty good. That's weird. I've never heard of this. Um, So basically, he plays a guy from Chicago who's, you know, used to, air quotes, run the town. You get the feeling that he may have been involved in some shady business. Uh-huh. He has a pregnant wife, and they have bought a house out in the suburbs, some unnamed Chicago suburb, doesn't matter. Uh, buys this old house, and he's going to be he's gonna fix it up, and then he's going to move the wife out there, and they're going to start over. It's kind of a haunted house movie. It's kind of a body horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain bodily fluids start to leak out of like the outlets. The wall rots and kind of throbs, and... Ew. It's. I don't want to give anything away because I think you would enjoy his performance in it. I was gonna say he probably brings a certain intensity. Yeah. <laughs> to, I mean, just because he's so intense in real life. Exactly. Like at, at the beginning when he's trying to be normal, I was a little concerned. I was mm. just like, oh boy, here we go. Uh-huh. But but when you start to realize that his character is a bit of a a jerk, we'll say. Oh yeah. Uh, then. <laughs> his natural smarminess or that that he brought to the character of CM Punk kind of shines through. Hmm. There's some real gnarly body horror in this movie, and it takes some turns that I was not prepared for. Huh. They asked us not to give away too much when we talk about it to friends, so I'm not going to do that. Okay. Wow. This is so interesting. I'm looking at pictures now. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's a little weird. It doesn't all work. The pacing is a little stodgy, but it goes suitably nuts in the back part of the movie to make up for any shortcomings. I think he has a career in uh, this le- this like indie-ish level horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly better than the ones that we saw at the beginning. It looked like a real movie. There was no like janky production values or anything. Looked great. Was shot well. Sound was great. Uh, hmm. I got the feeling he picked the soundtrack because it was kind of garbage, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, check check it out. I don't know how wide of a release it's getting, but if it's around you, check it out. Otherwise, wait until Redbox in a, like a couple months or VOD or something. But check it out. Interesting. I think it's the kind of insane you could get behind. Okay. Huh. That is. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I had no clue either. I, they uh, the keepsake this year was a koozie and it had all of the. Uh, film titles on the side and so they had been announcing oh it's a secret movie it's a secret movie and then they give us these koozies with the name of it on there <laughs> and i was like huh never heard of it okay cool and so i i googled it and i'm like wait what <laughs> I, I had the same reaction you had yeah um i'd i'd rather see him acting than in the uh, octagon <laughs> he kind of got his head flattened both times he was in there yeah pretty bad i know he says he likes it but i i don't know I mean, do what you want, but man, you got a wife, and you've already taken enough shots to the head as it is, because he was right. right at the tail end of that. But uh, then the last movie was The Burbs. That's just a good movie. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves The Burbs. That movie, what, came out probably in like... 89. 89. Mm-hmm. I remember we rented that. As a child? or As, as a child, a, yes. It was uh, constantly on TBS and TNT, so that's where I had seen it a million times. There's that scene where Tom Hanks is, what, I think it's a dream sequence. He's walking through the hallway and all of a sudden like a chainsaw comes ripping through mm-hmm. the wall and grabs him in. Yeah, that scared me. He gets thrown on a grill. Yeah, he gets thrown on a grill. And I remember my dad, he obviously wanted to see the movie because mm-hmm. you know, that's why they got it. And I don't know why we were all watching it together, not just my parents. But so he had to like go up and like, look at the television one foot away blocking it with his body as he Mm-mm. turned down the volume and watched that scene <laughs> i think my sister and i ended up like just checking out like leaving and then they probably finished it later mm-hmm. to their my mom and dad's credit you know you don't necessarily know that much about a movie especially at that time at that time you just kind of like get the like byline and the back of the box or something mm-hmm. and oh hey it's tom hanks it's well maybe it's a little weird but and it's it's technically a comedy, isn't it? Like a dark comedy? Yeah, it is. It's surprisingly dark comedy. Yeah. So, anyway, that that movie always just reminds me of that. Yeah. The shockingly progressive politics in it for the time. Oh, really? Uh the the weird Klopek family where they whose ethnicity is, you know, just kind of weird and not really uh defined. They move in, they keep to themselves. They're the weird immigrant family and they're they think they're all up to something because, you know, the the furnace is going nuts in the at, oh, at night. This does sound and familiar it, now. Yes, it's it holds up. And I was I was telling my compatriots is that I, I this is probably the last Tom Hanks shouting and flopping around movie. <laughs> I mean, he, great, he did gr- do that a lot, didn't he? It was great. I mean, technically, Woody from Toy Story is that character now, but it's not the same oh, because yeah. the man has a, a knack for physical comedy. But flopping around. I, I want shouty flipping around Tom Hanks back real bad, especially now. This, you may remember the scene at the end when he's in, getting put in the uh, uh, the ambulance, 
and he's just like exhausted. He's been blown up. I'm tired and I want to go to the hospital. And then he just flops face down on the uh, <laughs> on the stretcher. So that sounds damn. really true. I probably it's like so I said. I probably saw it on TBS and stuff too. Oh, I'm sure you did. It's yeah. so good. But yeah, overall, it was a really good one. It sounded like you held up pretty well then. I did. I I micro napped during Dracula. Okay. Because it gets a little long in the tooth in the middle, but <laughs> okay. Once the uh, the giant praying mantis came out. <laughs> Good combo of films. May have been the best one. There are surprising links between, like, all of them. Mm-hmm. Because there's the two super locals about, you know, how the past can't stay buried, which goes into Dracula, which is just its own weird, wacky crap, but it was Italian. The one after that was Italian. About oh, yeah. A house that was sort of haunted, built over a gate to hell. CM Punk's house is haunted. The Burbs' neighborhood is haunted, in a sense. But, Michael, I, we're pulling up Oktoberfest with the C. This has to be the right one. Yep, the tent's right over there. Um, let's get out of the car and head over. With okay. this new rig, we can keep talking as we're walking It's here. like a steady cam. I mean, it's, it muffles <laughs> out all the bad stuff. It's great. We're not even getting any weird lag or anything on it. Yeah, not a lot of cars here. Uh, no. Maybe we came a little early. I, you know, I wanted to be able to set up and do some scouting out. In any case, uh, can, can yeah. we go in? Let's go in. And... Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, Lights are on. Is, but this, are, is this the right day? I mean, I have the invite. It is today. I didn't get any tickets or anything. I, mm-hmm. I didn't know if there's one where you like buy the tickets there, but they're, yes. Okay, so for the folks at home who I assume are going to be listening to this, may want well to scrap this. I don't know, but uh, it's kind of an empty tent. Um, in that far corner, there's a table. Um, okay. There's some stuff on there. Let's check this out here. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you go ahead. Bag. You go ahead. All right. All right. What did you do? Did There's you like? There's a bear trap over here. Oh, it's no way. Digging into my calf. Hold, hold oh. on. God. Jeez, God, it tagged me too. <laughs> you got it. You were you're in a bear trap too. Why didn't you say anything? <laughs> well, I needed your help. I wanted you to come over. Ooh, ooh, okay, all right. I don't know how to disarm a bear trap. Breathe deep is the first thing. Oh, yeah, okay. Is that a lock? It it looks like it's kind of ratcheted shut, and there's, like, a bit of a locking thing on it. Oh, boy. Okay, maybe a green stick fracture. Ooh, okay. Uh. (laughs) God, even now, (laughs) in mind-rending pain. Oh, God, ow. Hang on a minute that TV just flickered on. I didn't see that before. Greetings, APM Pod on Twitter and untapped. I see you have fallen into another one of my fiendish traps. You two really are that stupid, especially Jeremy. Now, if you wish to escape with your lives, take the beer on the table and FDR it. You must finish the whole can, because the key to open the bear trap is at the bottom. Oh, and don't even think about trying to dump it on the ground to get at the key. If you do, I've rigged the floor with a moisture detection system that will trigger and drop all the grenades that are attached to the ceiling. Yes, go on, look up, there they are, pretty good, right? I'm like the saw guy over here, whatever his name was. Anyways, bottoms up, boys. Tomb Bomba Kill, out.
Oh, God, again. Not this again. Okay. I mean, at least the the bear trap is, like, sufficiently tight enough that it's, like... I'm not really bleeding. I don't know about you. Well, I think... I mean, a little bit, broke, obviously. Well, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, but... I mean, I'm no stranger to broken bones, so this really isn't that big of a deal for me. Okay. All right. What What happened the last time that this idiot nailed us? Like, I don't remember. What did we was have that, to do? Was that... I think it was Blue Raz, wasn't it? Oh, Christ. I don't remember. Um, but it can't possibly be as bad as that. All right. Well, so the, let's open the bag. There's two of them, right? Yes. Oh, boy. I assume these one are, for me, one for you. These are big cans. I don't, I don't know about this. The key is in here, though, Jeremy. This is a 24-ounce can. It's it's a big one. Of Genesee Ice Beer. Um, And Michael, in my bag, he's left, or someone, I don't even know, he's left a little bit of a, I, th I think he left the color text. I don't, oh. I don't know why. Well, uh, he wanted it, us to FDR it, so maybe God. he's... Let's play his game. Let's play his game. Is it really wise of us to be drinking 24 ounces of alcohol as we're losing blood? <laughs> I, um... Uh, I, guess I don't that's, think we have a choice. <laughs> I, I don't think so either, but okay. Introduced 1993. When you're looking for a rich, full-flavored beer, Genesee Ice is the perfect beer for you. We'll see about that. Our brewmasters begin with only the purest natural ingredients. Once again, we'll see about that. Then, ice crystals form in the beer during its aging process before it's filtered for the rich flavor Genesee Ice is known for. 5.5 ABV. Which is weird for an ice beer. Right. But we've uh, had a bad experiences with ice beers in the past. So What have we had ice before? I think Milwaukee's oh, Beast. Beast, you're right. Which we couldn't even finish, but there wasn't a key to a bear trap at the bottom. Thing that went down Steve's toilet. I think it did. Um, oh, Lord. You know what? I think I've seen this beer before, though, Jeremy. Really? It was uh, literally at the bottom of the cooler case at the gas station. And that's saying something. Yes, and it was 99 cents. For 24 ounces of beer. Yep. So this is a 50-cent beer. Te <laughs> technically. Yeah, two 50-cent beers. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I never got it, because I thought this has to be really bad, so I always found some other gasoline alley, but here it is. Not to mention, I don't, I've never seen or heard of Genesee beer in my life. Um, well, here it says on the can, brewed in Rochester, New York, so it might have some sort of weird distribution, is what I'm thinking. Maybe if you're not touching a Great Lake, it doesn't get to you. Mm-hmm. Well? I mean, slauncha? Yeah, I guess so. Let's open All the right. can. I guess so. Oh, my. It has a big, wide mouth. Like, even bigger than normal, right? Like the, the surge? Yeah, like surge, yeah. Ah oh boy, I'm just I'm just seeing flashbacks to all all the beers we've had before, but uh, I guess at least we don't have to dirty a glass for this one. Right. It smells weird. Yeah, it smells like that bargain basement malt, or you know that real super grainy, super sweet yeah, that's adjacent what I was type too. malt. Yeah. Steel Reserve adjacent. There you go. Well, Jeremy, the 24 ounce. Journey starts with one sip, so let's go in. It sure does. I don't know if I just had too big of a sip or if I'm actually having heartburn, but something weird's going on. Ooh. Ooh. 
that's a uh, that's pretty gross, Michael. <laughs> Tastes so weird. <laughs> it's like it's not even necessarily like. Hmm. Oh, it's. Oh, my, Michael. I mean, keep going. <sighs> okay. I'm not giving you my key. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you just unlock it and leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear a car pull off in the distance. Peel off Simpson style. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm trying to describe what it tastes like. It's a little different than Steel Reserve. It's not as sweet, and I suspect that that's because it's not an eight percent monster. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling that this is sort of like a regional version of Beer Thirty. Regional Steel Reserve, except not as yeah. It's maybe attempting to be a little bit more classy. Um, it's interesting. It's so it has a really rank aftertaste. It does, um, but I will give it credit in saying that it dissipates quickly. I was just gonna say that it's very oddly clean. Mm-hmm. No, maybe not clean. It's still like you still have kind of a weird taste in your mouth, but it's not like. Is it technically crisp? I don't technically. Is that how one describes crisp? Is it the the aftertaste doesn't linger around? Crisp always seems to me to mean it also has kind of a surge of I don't know refreshment or. To me, it seems like a crisp is usually a pop of flavor alongside a moderate to higher than moderate amount of carbonation with a clean finish. With a clean finish, yes. That, yeah, I would. That's a good uh, summary. I mean, this has. A relatively clean finish. It does have a pop of flavor at first, too. It's not a very good one. It is a pop, technically, flavor. You're right. And it is effervescent. I find it hard to believe that this is an ice beer. Yeah. Right. When they run, like, 6.5 to 7%. Mm-hmm. Um, so, interesting. Well, maybe not interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to see what there is to say about this. Oh, hey, you know what? They are really grenades on the ceiling. I, you know, I... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't really notice that. I forgot to check. You know, throughout all this agonizing pain, I... Yeah, yeah. Forgot that we're, uh... We could die. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I hope you've lived life without regret, Michael. Or at least uh, less, fewer than usual. I don't know about that. Okay. I, I'm already regretting opening this beer. Yeah, me too. I'll take the bear trap. It's crab juice. Uh, how far down are you on this thing, Michael? Um, maybe, so, the can, let's talk about the can, because it's is, is, is big black, black can. <laughs> and it has a white kind of label all across, about an inch thick or so, maybe a little more. A little I'm more. about to the top of that white label, which I'd say is a third, maybe less than a third. I think that's about, like, a quarter. Yeah, no, I think that's about eight ounces. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit lower than that. Um, the the only graphical representation is a little insignia of a barley. Six-row barley, man. Yeah. At least I think it's six-row. I could be wrong. There's six... Yeah, I don't know. All things considered, Michael, for a, beer, for a tall boy that costs a dollar, this is not that bad. It's not good. It's definitely weird and mm-hmm. poorly made on the cheap. But, I mean... All things considered, it's. I well, mean, this kind of harkens back to our film scream discussion. <laughs> you have to rank those sort of things on a sliding scale. Mm-hmm. Is it good or is it good for a horror movie? Because I would argue, outside of the Burbs, I had to think about it there for a second. Mm-hmm. Outside of the Burbs, none of them is technically 
a good movie by all standard metric, but I did enjoy four out of them unironically. So okay, yeah, it's. I suppose this has a time and a place, and it's called college. You know, to add to your positive comments, I will say this is better than Steel Reserve. Oh, 100%. It's also and not as... It, it's, it's, it's not as stank as Steel Reserve. Right. It's like Steel Reserve light, almost. Kind of, except that... So, just a normal beer. <laughs> right, yeah. Not yeah. light, but it's like dialed back. This might be an actual beer, whereas Steel Reserve is a malt liquor. Okay, yeah, that's true, too. And on top of that... Or something like that, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely stinky, stinky beer and not in the Dutch stink. Okay, so let's let's remove all... Not all, but let's remove... Let's go hypothetical here. Mm-hmm. Maybe even dialing it back to college, like you said. Sure. Drinking to get drunk. Yes. Going back, hard seltzers aren't around. And, mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather have a 12-ounce steel reserve at 8% mm-hmm. or one of these? Would you go for the higher... No, not necessarily steel reserve, steel reserve. Something higher ABV, but yuckier, or this. Well, if we're talking about college, Jeremy, he probably would have gone for the higher ABV. That said, mm-hmm. I did not drink steel reserve in college. <laughs> yeah. I was more of a high life person in college. In the the lost years, shortly after college. <laughs> Jeremy's lost weekend. You were gr- in graduate school. I was not. That said. Yes. If if you're going, str- if you're factoring in the, I'm drinking this because I'm in college. If I was like actually in college, like in college going to classes, but I needed beer to have for whatever mm-hmm. reason, I would probably go this because it's technically cheaper. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like a 12 pack, essentially for a, you could get tw- 10 of these for the same price as a 12 pack of Steel Reserve. But these are twice as big. They are twice as big. So you're getting a 24-pack of these. Jesus. God. (laughs) We've gone into the weeds. I think we're delirious from pain. Yes, yeah. In any case, we think this is a better value than Steel Reserve. And I also think it's a better beer. I think so, too. It's like the Steel Reserve, like, I imagine more than one of those, no matter the size, no matter the what, anything about it, I imagine it would really leave a rank aftertaste in your mouth. It'll mm-hmm. be like a mouthwash with a little bit of hypochlorite and it would take care of. Now, Jeremy... For the layman, that's bleach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the layman. Jeremy, I don't know if it's just the endorphins talking, but... Or the alcohol mixing with the lack of blood. I'm taking mine out of the koozie that was provided by Tom Bombakill, and I'm letting it warm up. Uh, I it... Mine's not been in a koozie. I think he left all this crap and I think he gave you the koozie and left me with all the details. Um, Because, I mean, still reserve when it's ice, ice, ice cold, i.e. passable. Freezing your taste buds so you can't taste it. It's passable, yeah. This one, I'm going to let it warm up and see if it passes that specific test. Mine's been at uh, being held in your hand warm and it's Still kind of fine. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have like a tall glass of bitters than this, but... <laughs> yeah. I like the taste of bitters. 
in presuming we ever get out of this, I fully plan on having a nice tall glass of bitters, just because I've never done that before. Bitters and club soda, man. No. Oh, just bitters by itself. Oh, yes. my goodness. I've had bitters and club soda. It's solid. It's a good way to fool people to think you're drinking beer. Um, This is the highest praise I'm going to give this beer. This is inoffensive. It is pretty inoffensive. But it's not very good. No, it's not. It's it's just sort of there. And I think that I speak for both of us when I say that that's shocking. Yeah, that is surprising. I mean, for the 99 cent price tag. This is not that bad. I mean, I just want to get this out of all the things he could have tortured us with. I mean, the, the bear trap is bad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and it's not even the weird reverse bear trap that they had in uh, Saw 1. And I think one of the subsequent ones, but I don't know for sure. Starring Little Jigsaw, whatever that little the little guy's name no, it's, is. It's the puppet has a name, but it is Jigsaw. Little Jigsaw. Um. Okay. How far I'm, down are you, Michael? I was gonna say I'm coming on the home stretch, but I'm not. I'm just maybe a little below half. Uh, this is a lot of beer, Michael. I, <laughs> I know. I was gonna suggest. I, I hope I don't have to pee anytime soon. Don't set off the moisture detection system. Yeah, I'm, system. I'm aware. All right, I just, <laughs> just, just keep going. All right. Did you see those GD grenades on the ceiling? Uh, yeah, those Gdansk <laughs> grenades up there. Yes, I see yeah. them. Should we go into a rating? Let's I do mean, it. We'll finish it. We'll get the key, but let's talk mm-hmm. rating here. I'm not going to rate it as low as I thought. Yeah, me neither. At first glance. The question uh, is, do we go on a sliding scale of garbage beers? Me. General, I mean, obviously, I'm going to factor you, that in. I mean, Michael, if we do anything in our what may be our last moments on this uh, plane of existence, I say we rate with our hearts. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we haven't actually said that on the show in quite some time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we rate with our hearts. It's subjective. Yes, I'm going to factor in St. Bernardus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also going to factor in... Uh, Steel Reserve and Blue Raz. I do not rate with my uh, with my gut. He who rates with his gut has forgotten the face of his father. I rate with my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bonus points for whoever gets that one. Is that like Dune or something? Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, Dune is for nerds, Michael. That's from The Dark Tower. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. You know, because I have to finish it anyway. I'll take a sip of judgment. Do you have any keys that you can, like, poke a hole in the side and maybe drink it sideways? I hear that that helps. <laughs> I I would do that, but I'm afraid uh, the slightest drop. Oh, good. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're <laughs> right. Good point. Good point. Good point. This is, this is why you have the doctorate. All right. <laughs> Unless I did the knob of the show method where I essentially make <laughs> another hole. slowly drink it sideways. <laughs> I think what it comes down to is the flavor is not good. The flavor itself, it tastes kind of nasty. It's this weird funky malt taste but that goes away relatively quickly not a lot of lingering aftertaste even as it warms up not too bad i I, the steel reserve if it goes a few degrees centigrade below dude if that thing gets even too fahrenheit above (laughs) uh freezing it starts to go south at a really exponential gets really nasty this is just it's just kind of there Mm -hmm. as a bargain beer that's about the best praise you can get it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I retract my slander of Genesee Brewery's uh, ice because they may have, in fact, uh, 
used only the purest natural ingredients. <laughs> this is filtered. I guess we yeah we're we're in the camps so we can't tell that but um yeah I'm, I'll take their word for it. I mean it makes sense if, assuming they're not doing a move where you take the giant chunks of ice off with those weird like tong thingies. I think that's more of an Applejack thing. Yeah, I should do that this winter. You should if we make it out of here alive. That's right. Yeah, it has that weird ice beer flavor. It has it, but it's not. It doesn't ever like reach the crescendo of like um make you want to gag. Um, bargain basement, inoffensive. I'm gonna give it a two. Hmm. Maybe again, that's on that whole like spectrum scale. I'm factoring in good beers and factoring in bad beers. You know, I'm sure Tom got this one. Tom Bombakill got this one, expecting a total beer bomb, trying to get into the sub one category, but factoring in all those other things of the worst beers we had mm-hmm. and like the market for this and the price I don't know if like it's serviceable serviceable there's my thesis statement this beer is serviceable for a 99 cent beer it's fine yeah Jeremy uh, oh man I think I only have like 8 ounces left Me. oh god maybe more hold on Michael take some glugs of judgment oh man it gets weird when the key is banging around in there. <laughs> what if this tastes amazing and this has been the key and that's been giving it that not-so-great flavor? So they've made it out of, like, oak? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's... I think it's fine. I think it's shocking that it's not terrible. The very front of the flavor is is the peak of the worst, but that disappears quickly. And then the rest of it is just kind of like this bubbly generic beer on your tongue yeah yeah in fact i dare say this is drinkable um yeah and because of that i'm going to give it a 2.25 because we have the uh because it's it's not good but Mm -hmm. there is a time and a place for garbage beer and it's called college and this would be a perfect college beer and actually you know walking around i I don't know part a party it's been so long uh an event of some sort, a tailgate maybe, with this beer. You know, it's very almost intimidating. It's it's a large can. It says ice right there. You know, I don't know if you it mean would, business. I don't know if it would pass the reach test just because the lo- the label is just so cheap. Very obscure. Well, I guess if you want to do that kind of ironic, I don't know. I, no, I, no, I I'm out even, of touch here. I, I don't even think that's the case. If you want to go ironic, I don't think they make it anymore, but Beer 30 Light is ironic. Hams. Which actually here is quite good. It's, uh, well, well, let's slow down on that part for a second. According it's, to Josh Noel, it's, it's serviceable. And according to a certain other person with a similar name, uh, <laughs> it's also serviceable. I disagree respectfully. All right, Jeremy, I'm almost done. I've got the dregs here, and clear that. Yep. Okay. I got the key. I got my key. I got my key. Okay. Mine is on a a Margaritaville keychain. (laughs) Oh, Tom Bombakill. You got it? I I got it. I don't know, man. I'm losing a lot of blood here. Let's just uh, get these bear traps off. Okay. Not a drop on the floor. Very good. I am free. The blood has dried. Luckily, it all went into my shoe, not on the yeah. floor. And uh, yeah, maybe some 
bruised or broken bone, but I think I can walk I mean, out of here. You can walk on one leg. We can hop, if we lean against. It's, I mean, there we go. It's in your right leg, right? Because it's in my left leg. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All well, right. We'll we'll do like a three-legged hop race out of here. Thing here. Um, oh, oh man, Michael is. Oh God, did they put straw down? Yeah, yeah, it's festive. It's I guess it's October. I mean, I I didn't I didn't notice this until just now, but man, I'm my eyes are watering real bad. Uh, Your hay fever. Yeah, Jeremy, let's Jeremy don't I... don't Jeremy know the moisture detection system. <laughs> <laughs>